You are sitting in a garden. It's late spring and a cool breeze rustles in the nearby trees. Your attention is on the flower bed beside you, but you hear a lute begin to play and you turn to look at your companions. A kenku holds the lute. They strum it aimlessly for a few moments before launching into a peaceful tune. Next to them, a girl in her late teens is kneeling on a rug, holding a buttercup underneath the chin of her companion. The two seem to share a family resemblance. Both have pale skin and platinum blonde hair. The girl's sibling pushes her hand away and rubs his chin. And sitting next to those two is Jennifer, a few years older than she is now. She watches the antics of her companions as they start to bicker in a joking manner. She turns to look at you, and you hold your hand out over the grass between you. A buttercup blooms into existence. You pluck it and hand it to Jennifer. She smiles, and you can tell she is utterly content in this moment. Here, surrounded by both her friends and magic. It's early, very early. The sun has just barely risen, but isn't yet visible over the forest canopy. The air is still cold, and Meredith is digging. They set their spade aside, and kneel down in order to rip a root out of the patch of earth they're working on. They toss it to the side, where a pile of similar roots lie, and then pick up a rake, and start dragging it across the dirt. A few hours later, Jasper wakes up to see someone leaning over him. You snore. Like a lot. This is Ailey. She has brown skin, a mane of messy dark hair, and gap teeth. You're going to miss breakfast if you don't get up? Oh, just just a few, a few, more, few more minutes. And... and Jasper rolls over. Nope, time to go. Oh, no, no, no. Yep, yep, come on, up you get. She grabs your arm and starts dragging you out of the bed. Jasper makes no effort to get on his feet and is just dragged across the floor. Time to go! Uh, You're gonna miss breakfast. Slowly he begins to move to his feet and is just led. Are you not gonna get dressed or...? Uh, Jasper goes back into the tent to put on his clothes. Ailey waits for you outside the tent. So, what's on the docket today? What are we making? Well, uh, I was thinking of, you know, carrying on, building the house. But, uh, I don't know. There's not, not much I can create. Yeah, but building a house is boring. Well, if we find any way to get some tools here, maybe I can create something else. But for now, it's just all I have. Yeah. How are you today, Ailey? Bored. Yeah, same. I'm always bored. You know, like, Bedith Forest is safe. And yeah, I get it. But it's boring. Well, we could always go on a little adventure into the forest. Uh? Yeah. And do what? Well, we could always cause a bit of a ruckus. They don't need to know it's us. 
Oh, I love this idea. Yeah, me too. So, uh, we'll come up with a plan during breakfast. How about that? Okay, okay, okay. You step out of the tent into the morning air. And as Ailey leads the way, you pass a half-built house. Your house. There's a druid on the roof working on the thatch, and he gives you a wave as you pass. Hello. You walk through the forest together, pass other cottages, until you reach a large clearing. A couple dozen people mill about, either sitting on log benches or getting food from the spread laid out in the centre of the clearing. You get breakfast and sit together on a log. Ailey, you know, you have to stop doing that. Uh, doing what? Coming into my tent in the morning and waking me up like that, it freaks me out. Is there something wrong with that? No, it's just... I'd like for one time to wake up and not have your face directly in front of mine. Okay, um... I I suppose that's fair. (laughs) Sorry. No, it's cool. How are you this morning, anyway? Ugh. Yeah, not great. And she looks up and says, Oh, and I'm about to start feeling worse. And you look up too, and you see a tall elf lady with fair skin and long brown hair approaching you both. Ailey groans. Jasper groans. Who wants to bet Morag's here to make me do something dumb? Morag towers over you both. Meredith's holding another mindfulness session today. Ailey groans even louder. I don't want to do that. I hate meditating, I'm not good at it at all. Yeah, and my mind's already full enough, so I I, I don't really see the point in it. Practice makes perfect. The session starts soon. And she leaves. Ailey makes a gagging noise and clutches her throat. Look, maybe it won't be this bad this time. I tell you what, maybe I can get us out of it. Do tell. Well, I know a bit of, uh, magic that could help us. Mm-hmm. Cause a bit of commotion. Mm-hmm. You know, if a, if a bird were to fly in and cause absolute mayhem during our mindful session, then our minds won't be able to concentrate, you know? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kill some time as well. And then we can escape. Ugh. Exactly, and then go on that adventure into the forest. We could go spy on Deirdre! <gasps> Even better. Oh, yes. Oh. I'm excited now. So am I. An hour or so later, Jasper and Ailey are sitting in a circle with a large group of people. Everyone is holding hands, and Meredith is leading a guided meditation. So, we breathe in for six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Hold for two. One, two. And breathe out for six. One, two, three, four, five, six. And now without me talking, everyone do this, keep going. Sly grins begin to creep across Jasper and Ailey's faces, and suddenly a bird swoops down from above. 
Then suddenly a bird swoops down from above and flies directly at Meredith's face. It flaps its wings frantically in front of them for a few moments before moving on to the next person and tugging at their clothes with its claws. The group focus falls apart at this point and people start loudly exclaiming about the bird in their midst. Not Meredith, though. Meredith's still in peace and calm. Sitting there like... Are they still holding Meredith's hand? Probably not. Oh, I think the person next to you has has ripped it out of your grasp by this point. Okay. Meredith um, opens their eyes, but is still in pure calmness. As the bird continues its rampage, Ailey and Jasper get up and sneakily move away from the group. Do I notice this? Um, Jack, roll stealth. (laughs) You're going to rat me out, Meredith. I'm just going to (laughs) follow. That's a 26. Yeah, no, you don't notice anything, Meredith. After you're far enough away, the two of you break out into a sprint, running deeper into the forest. Ailey runs ahead of you, and as she goes, giggling with glee, you see her start to change. She starts to sprout brown patches of fur over her skin and a pair of whiskers. Because, as you know, Ailey is not entirely human. She is a shifter. Specifically a were-mink which is kind of unusual, but hey. She doesn't exactly have complete control of her transformations. As she runs, she turns back to face you, and then runs straight into someone. She bounces off their chest, because they are quite a bit larger than she is. And you both look up at Havoc. You're not entirely sure what Havoc is. At seven feet tall, they're easily the tallest one living in the forest. They're also, without doubt, the strongest thing in the forest. They have rather bovine features, a mop of curly ginger hair that covers their eyes, a set of long horns and hooves. You originally thought they were a minotaur, but according to Ailey, that's not the case. They glare down at you, although you're not entirely sure whether they're glaring or not. It's always kind of hard to tell... Their face is always, constantly a blank state. It is impossible to tell what they're thinking at any given point. Ha! Uh, hi! Hi, Havoc! Hey, Havoc, what a coincidence. Uh, there's a lot of Havoc happening uh, back there. Uh, there was this bird, and we were going to run and get help. A bird. Uh-huh, a bird. It was a really big... Songbird. Yeah, huge. Like, wingspan, Mm. very huge. Biggest blue tit I've ever seen! Yeah. Havoc doesn't say anything for a moment, just looks down at both of you. Have you seen someone come through here? Um, we've seen you. Someone you don't recognise? Oh, no. No, we haven't. I don't think. Hmm. And they march off. Uh, Havoc? They stop. Have you heard anything from the, uh, the Court of Miracles? 
No one's come to the forest since you and Meredith arrived. Okay. They leave. Ah, uh, so... First off, Havnik is so cool. <laughs> um, second of all, what do they mean someone we don't recognise? Because if someone we don't recognise is here, that's bad, right? Right? I'm, I mean, that's bad. Well, hey, it's nothing that the protect... Well, the protector of the forest can't handle. Yeah, yeah. Havoc and Deirdre, they've got this. They've got this. But also, why are they so far into the forest? I don't know. And I was kind of talking about you. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, you know, you always keep going on about it. And honestly, I think you can do it. Maybe we should check this out. See if anyone's about it. Causing yeah. trouble, other than us, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. We are the fastest ones in this forest. Nobody can match our speed. Yeah, exactly. Also, I need a rematch on that race. Yeah. You won't beat me. I've gotten faster since the last time. Yeah. No, no, you won't beat me. That, well, well, we'll soon see. Let's go, shall we? Right now, right now. Let's have a race. Fine. Fine, yeah, okay, you're on, you're on. Okay, and Jasper gets down on his knees in a sprinting stance, or a ready-to-take-off stance. Ellie does not do that, and she just takes off sprinting into the forest. Oh, that is unfair, and <laughs> Jasper dashes off after her. After the whole bird situation has been handled... Meredith, you are approached by Morag. Meredith, I have a request for you. Yes? You've been here almost a month now. Yes. I figure we could give you some more responsibility. Ooh, like what? I'd ask you to tend to the graves of those who died 57 years ago. Yes. People here tend not to go there because it's... An upsetting place to be, but perhaps it's something, perhaps it's something you could help with. Don't worry, I'm used to the graves. I feel safe when I'm around the graves. So what do you want me to do? Just tend to the graves, clean them up if they need clearing, just make it look presentable. Wonderful. I'm good at that. When do you want me to start? Whenever suits you. Oh, brilliant. I'm free now. Very well. Head west. And, well, just keep going for a few miles. Bethai's forest is unlike any forest you've seen before. Its trees are larger than average, and in some parts the trees are so densely packed that the air is completely still. As you head in the direction Morag told you to go, the trees grow closer together, and it gets darker. It's nearly silent. You can't hear any animals, only the sounds of your boots on the pine needles beneath you. And then you hear something very faintly. A person's voice, perhaps? As you follow the noise you're hearing, it gets louder. 
It's the sound of someone crying. It gets louder and louder until you find yourself standing in front of a small heap of stones. It's a rudimentary grave, and you look around to see more of the same kind in the vicinity. You listen, and you start to hear more voices. But these aren't like the ones you usually hear. Every one of them is crying, or wailing, or screaming. And as you stand there and listen, they get louder and louder until it's all you can hear. It occurs to you that you've never come across a magic user's grave before, much less someone who died in such a terrible way. What do you do? Meredith puts the spade to the side and sits down in the middle among these crying voices and hmm and says I am here they don't respond to you they just continue their mournful cries Meredith gets louder I am here there is no response to you Meredith gets louder and louder. No matter how loud Mm. you get, they do not respond. They seem to be trapped in their final moments, taking no comfort in your presence. Meredith stands up and starts working on the graves and the tear rolls down their face. Meredith, you work in silence for a while, just listening to everything around you. Then suddenly you hear a crashing behind you, and a young teenage girl bursts out of the undergrowth. Careful! No, don't step on the dead people! Ailey skids to a halt, not noticing Meredith and thrusts her arms up into the air in triumph. I beat you! Shh. What? They are crying. Huh? The dead people are crying. Shh. Jasper bursts through the undergrowth after Ailey. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I would win! Guys, 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 quiet. Why? Meredith. Jasper. We weren't, um, I, what what are you doing here? I'm tending to the graves and Meredith, like, points at all the dead people that you can't see. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, do you need some help? Only if you're quiet. I don't think that's possible with me and Ailey. Eh, <laughs> no. We could keep you company, though. Sit over there, and Meredith points out like a big root coming out of the of the soil. Sit over there. Oh, okay. Oh, by the way, have you seen anyone strange, Meredith? Meredith blinks, thinks for a while. Other than the dead, no. Okay, we're looking for a 
a strange person. A person we don't recognise. Yeah. Someone that's come into the forest. An intruder. Have you talked to Havoc about it? Uh Uh-huh. Havoc's the one that told us. They said there's someone in the forest. Well, that is what we took from the conversation. What was their exact words? Have you seen anyone you don't recognise? Well, they could have said that every day. But we do recognise everyone here. But yes, but they're supposed to protect the forest, so obviously they'll be asking that every single day. Yeah, but why were they so far in? If they wanted to... If 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 they're worried about it, then they should go talk to the guards on, on the outskirts of the forest, not us in the middle. Yeah, but then again, Havoc does have that hair over their eyes, so, you know. Oh, that's true, they probably can't see anything. Yeah, maybe they mistaked. Oh. Okay, go sit over there and quiet, please, while I tend to the dead. Come on, Ailey. Let's come up with a plan. Is Meredith putting us in time out? Are we going to sit on the naughty step? I did not say it was a naughty step. It's a naughty route. Well, no, that's only if you identify it as the naughty route. It's just a route. Okay. You know what? We'll, we'll sit on the rock over there. Because cause we're our own people and we can make our minds up. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get to tell us where we sit and don't sit. Yeah. Well, it's a bit disrespectful if you sit on top of the dead people. That is kind of true. Well, we'll we'll sit on the roof, but not because you told us we could. Because we are our own people and we can decide to sit where we like. And sometimes we want to sit on a root. Jasper. Yeah? Meredith waves to him to come over. Jasper comes over. They're crying. Uh, Ailey, uh, I'll join you in a second. Okay. Did did she, did the other person say how long they've been in the graves for? 57 years. These are the people who died in the, like, when magic was first banned. 57 years. Um... All the people down here died because they're magic users. Oh. And they're all crying as that was probably their last, last words, I guess. Can you talk to them? Oh, I tried. Is there any way you can get them to, you know... Rest in peace. I will do my best. If I can help in any way, Meredith, just let me know, okay? Mm-hmm. Just stay quiet while I do my job. Jasper nods and goes over to Ailey. What was that about? Um, Meredith can talk to the dead. Oh, that's cool. Um... All these people in this graveyard, they're um, magic users, and they're crying. Oh. So maybe we should 
probably just keep our voices down. Yeah, okay. Hello there, this is Ren, back as usual to thank you for listening to our show. This is an exciting episode because it's the very first one of Act 2. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at HearThereBeCast. We have a Discord server, lots of fun, lots of pet pictures and other fun things. If you enjoy this show and like what we're doing, please let us know. Please let us know, we want to hear about it. The next episode will be out in two weeks on the 15th of June. Right now, though, we've got a trailer for The Other Place. Hello, and welcome to The Other Place. The Other Place is an actual play RPG podcast set in a fantasy world on the verge of an undead apocalypse. Join Chauncey, Marta, and Peck as they journey across the continent of Fenrain, solving mysteries, hunting ghosts, and putting the dead back in their graves. And as we turn towards the bar to start eating, I'm going to use my triumph to overhear a conversation next to us. Mm-hmm. And what I hear is two people talking about a haunting. I grab my whip curled up and I go and I use it still curled up and hit her with a cat of nine tails because she's that close to me. Okay, make that roll. It slashes across its chest and starts oozing black from where the cat of nine tails slashed across. It's reaching out its little cracked hands and I I successfully like cut it off at the wrist. Okay, what's the damage on your weapon? I feel as though my life is drawing me to fight against the undead that are popping up all across our world. And there's just something about it that I, I feel I must battle. Join us every other Monday for a new episode filled with suspense, mystery, and adventure. The Other Place is available now wherever you listen to your podcasts. So, Meredith, as you continue your work, Jasper and Ailey start to come up with a plan to find the supposed intruder. Over the noise of the dead, do I hear them planning? You asked us to keep our voices down. Yeah. So... (laughs) So, no. You can hear them talking, but not specific words. Oh, onions. (laughs) So, Jack, what is your plan? Okay, so, here's the deal. I can speak to animals. It's a pretty cool trick. That is a cool trick. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to ask around and see if any creature's seen some stranger in the forest, someone they don't recognise. Nice, nice. And if we find a trail, maybe you can track it somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go all mink and, like, sniff them out and stuff. Yeah, okay. This is a good plan. I like it. I like it too. Okay. Uh, Jasper stands up. Um, we'll see you later, Meredith. Bye. Meredith waves. Jasper and Ailey just go skipping off into the forest. (laughs) (laughs) In the most gleeful way. What are you up to then? Okay, I'm going to have a look uh, around for any animals about, and I'm going to cast Speak with Animals. Okay, well, there's plenty about. Uh, squirrel is the first thing you come across. Hello. Hi. Have you seen any strange beings in this forest? Oh. Uh, could you be more specific? 
other than us two. Plenty. Okay, uh, any sort of creatures our size? Yeah. Okay, uh, describe them to me. Hmm. Ah, uh, tall, no fur. Oh. Um. Um. Do they have palish skill? Yes. Fluffy hair? Yes. This is going to be difficult if Meredith is the only one they've seen. There's been more. Oh. Uh, big horns. No eyes? Uh, yeah. Any Anyone else besides Havoc? Uh, long hair. Dark skin. Plants for a face. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. So, we seem to be looking for someone with long hair and plants for a face. Okay, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, maybe it's a, one of the druids who are just... I don't know, is there a druid who goes round with plants on their face? I don't know anyone who does that. No. Let's ask about... And um, Jasper just gives... Uh, goes into a pouch and gives the um, squirrel uh, some food and carries on. He grabs it with his little paws and starts nibbling on it. <laughs> and we're basically going to do this with all the animals we can see to see if they've seen... Uh, any person with that description. Mm. The spell only lasts 10 minutes, I think. Y yes. So you only get a, a couple more in. One of them has not seen anything like that. The other one mentions that they've seen people. They, didn't they don't mention any plants on faces, but... Okay. So uh, I, I can't use that spell anymore, but... We know who we're looking for now. Yeah. Kind of. Maybe if we... If we climb above... Onto the trees and we can... See from an aerial point of view. Okay, okay, great idea. Race you. And she starts scrambling up a tree. You need to give me a... And Jasper starts climbing up. As you climb up into the trees, you realise maybe this wasn't actually the best idea... The canopy is quite thick in this part of the forest, and so it doesn't really give you much of, much of a view of anything either than the tops of the trees. Can we... can we swing from the trees? You can make an acrobatics check. <laughs> I'm going to give this a go. <laughs> of course. That's a 15. All right. You manage to swing from a couple trees. You nearly lose your balance at one point, but you steady yourself. You don't try anything too difficult, but you do manage to look kind of cool. For a few minutes, the two of you just kind of forget about looking for this person and you just <laughs> mess about in the treetops for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes that makes a lot of sense. Eventually, you remember what you're supposed to be doing 
and Ailey stops. Um, should we maybe go tell someone about this? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Got distracted. Eh, don't apologise, I got distracted too. And we, um, both land on the ground and walk off. Can I ask one last thing? Yep, yep. Would Jasper know what a dryad is? Um... You've heard tell of dryads, creatures of legends. This is actually more recent knowledge you've come across. A druid in the forest has told you about this, told you stories of these mythical creatures. Hmm. As far as you or anyone else in the forest is aware, there are no dryads here, but who knows? Okay. I think that's what Jasper would refer to this creature as. Hmm. So the two of you head back to the village. Who do you who do you tell about this? We will go to Havoc. Ailey actually instead would suggest let's go to Deirdre. Let's tell Deirdre What and let Deirdre take the credit? I don't think so. What, you want to go to Havoc and let Havoc take the credit? What they're both protectors of the forest. Come on, I want to talk to Deirdre. Oh fine. Yes. Great. I've no idea where she is. No, nor do I. Okay, let's go ask around. You ask around for a while, but you do not find out where Deirdre is. Or Havoc, actually. As protectors of the forest, they're pretty mobile a lot of the time. They kind of just hang about in various places where they can uh, jump into action if need be. So it is unusual to find them in the centre of the forest where everyone lives. Well, maybe we could, you know, wait until someone tells us where they are. Yeah, but I shouldn't tell someone soon. We don't know when that's going to be. Okay, who do you suggest we tell? I mean, I don't want to... I don't... I mean, I don't really want to suggest it, but more like, I guess. Alright, fine. You find Morag and approach her in a sheepish manner and she immediately looks suspicious. What did you two do? Nothing, we didn't do anything. We know. No. What did you do? Why do you always assume that? Yeah, we did nothing. (laughs) What did you two do? We happened to find out information. Important information for Deirdre and Havoc. What information? There might be a dryad in the forest. Morag looks a little surprised. A dryad? Here? Yeah. So Havoc was asking us whether we'd seen any strange person around and we went asking the animals and we spoke to a squirrel and it said there's someone with plants on their face so it's a dryad right yeah aspals it could be but until we know more this is something we should keep an eye on good good see we're helpful sometimes this is definitely something we need to tell deirdre and and havoc you two stay here don't go looking for it I'll go tell them. And she heads off. 
You know we're going looking for it, right? Uh, well, yeah, obviously. I give Ailey a fist bump. <laughs> yeah. And we sneak off to the forest to find it. Meredith, you eventually wrap up your business at the gravesite and start making your way back home. As you re-enter the village, you are accosted by someone. This is Quian. They're a silver dragonborn, quite elderly, nearing the end of their lifetime. They have a long snout and neck, short antlers, silver scales, and a long tail. They've become quite fond of you and enjoy inviting you over to their home for a drink. Of milk, usually. So, Quian invites you over for a little chat. Yes. Thank you for once again gracing me with your presence, Meredith. You're welcome. Here, have some milk. Thank you. I also have some cookies prepared. Here, have some of those too. Are these a new recipe? Yes, yes, oh, they wow. are. Wonderful. What's in inside them? Hazelnuts. Owen taught me how to make them. Meredith takes one and puts it in their mouth. It sure is a hazelnut cookie, and it does taste good. Mmm. <laughs> Queen is... They have kind of a sad story, which you've been told before. They're not originally from Carlad. They're from a country in the continent to the east, Rhea. And they were travelling when magic was banned and the borders were closed. They were left stranded, unable to go home. And they've been living in the forest ever since. Meredith, I've invited you over because I'd like to ask if you would be prepared to take on guard duty tomorrow. Would you be willing? Have I done and have I done it before? You have not done guard duty before. Uh, you know uh, that this is uh, something that most people in the forest do. The forest itself is protected by glyphs of warding, mm. but there is a guard system in place as a fail-safe. People do shifts every now and again, not particularly regularly, but this would be the first time you've done one. Oh, does this mean I'm trusted? At this point, I'd say yes, I do trust you, and I think quite a lot of other people here would agree. Um... So do I choose my pair to do it with? You can. I was going to suggest perhaps Jasper. Oh yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. I figured. Well, yes, I... We hope that you might take the afternoon shift tomorrow. Just so you don't have to drag Jasper out of bed too early. We'll do our best. Yes, so... You'd be in the southeast of the forest. Someone will take you there. Not me, my legs aren't so great these days. But someone will take you there, and you can switch with the guards that are already out there. They'll give you a stone, and that would be your way of contacting Deirdre and Havoc if you see anything. Just give it a squeeze and it'll notify them. Ooh. So, if you see anything, anyone, 
anyone you do not recognize, you let Deirdre and Havoc know, and they will come take care of it. Of course, understood. Hopefully, they'll be able to scare off the intruders. If not, of course, then... There may be bloodshed, but if we haven't had any truders in quite a long time. Question. Mm-hmm. So if there haven't been any intruders, have there been other people visiting? Not particularly frequently. Of course, you were brought here by the court, but... Are there people who come and go? No. If people come here, they have come to stay. So when was the last intruder? Oh, maybe a few months back. A few Nothing, nothing too terrible. Just a bunch of kids who were messing around in the outskirts of the forest. Deirdre scared them off by doing her whole, ooh, I'm a ghost thing. Where did the children come from? I don't know the details. What was the closest town? Um, I've been here nearly sixty years, Meredith. I don't know any more. Oh, onions. Because we're... I have a feeling that um, the outside world is all looking for us. You do? I I can assure you, Meredith, I don't think the entire world is looking for you. Oh, oh yes, yes they are. I'm sure it seems that way. But within time, I'm sure you'll, you will become more comfortable here. It's like, it's like Meredith wants to say something, but they're not, like, they don't know if they should. Well, Meredith, thank you for your company. Here, take another biscuit. Oh, thank you. Mmm. All right. Llewellyn can give you more information tomorrow. Just go find him around noon. Okay. Thank you for your accommodation. Thank you for your company. So the next day, you two find Llewellyn. He is a middle-aged gnome, and he takes you to the outskirts of the forest on the southeast side. You walk for quite a few miles until you find the guards that were already posted out there on the morning shift. They hand over the enchanted stone that you're to use to contact Deirdre and Havoc if the need arises. And then the two of you are left alone. You are stationed up in a tree. You are hidden, but you have quite the view over the surrounding forest. And you wait. Meredith. Yes? Could you please get me and Ailey just out of your mind for sessions? Like, I don't mind them. When they're mandatory, it just feels a bit of a drag. Well, it's not exactly my choice if if it's mandatory or not. I just came up with an idea and they put it in as mandatory. 
Yeah, but you could you could put a word into Morag and just get us out of them. Um, I can, I can talk to her about it. Thank you. So, um, how's the graveyard situation? I've sorted it out a bit, but there's still some work to do. I mean, are they still crying? Yes. Okay. I haven't heard from the Cod of Miracles in a while. What did you ask them? Oh, it's a fine worder. Of course. You know, it's been two months, Meredith. <laughs> They're building a house for us, and it's like they've just sent us here to be safe, but I don't... I don't know. I was told that when people come in, they don't go out. Oh, well, that makes me feel much better. But sometimes they have intruders. Last time, a few months ago, apparently there were kids, children, playing in the outskirts. But then, obviously, they scared them away. What would happen if we ran away? I don't know. I wouldn't do it just yet. No, me neither. I wouldn't want to leave Ailey. No. Both of you make perception checks. Uh, 19. Ooh. That's a 10. Okay. So, Meredith. Mm-hmm. At this point, you see a quick flash of light in the distance between the trees. What kind of light? Just a quick, just a quick flash. And then you see it again after a moment and you realise it's probably light reflecting off something. Tricky. There's light in the forest. Where? It's bouncing off the trees. Okay. Give me a second. And I'm going to climb down the tree and I'm going to disguise myself as a very haunting figure. Very like white skin, elonged face. Mm-hmm. I, eyes without irises, just... And I'm going to go towards the light. Okay, you have not spotted it yet. You don't know exactly where you're going. Okay. Meredith, as you watch Jasper do this, you remember, this is something that you're told to, well, never do. If you see something, oh. you call Havoc and Deirdre and never engage yourself. Oh, okay, well then, but it's just the light. Okay, well, I squeeze the rocky thing. Mm-hmm. Um, south, east, side, light bouncing off trees. Now. Help. Come. Here. Now. Would be great. I don't know what it is, but, um, yes, something's, something's flashing. You're not entirely sure if the whole message went through or not. Oh, onions. Hello. <laughs> there is no response from the stone. I'm going to climb one of the trees and just wait there in case it, uh, I see any light come near me. All right, you can make another perception check. Okay. Uh, 12. Okay. You don't see light, 
but you do hear a very faint noise in the distance. It kind of sounds like... clanging? Just, just quietly, not like a loud, you know, pots and pans smashing, but... You can hear something, and you can hear it getting closer to you. And then as it does, you realise what the noise is you're hearing. It's the clanking of armour. There are knights in the forest. <laughs>